Welcome to the Play Your Way podcast. I am your host, Brian. And I am your other host, Ethan Mace. And today is episode 33. We're going to be talking about retro gaming versus modern gaming. And this one should be a fun one because we have a lot to talk about. But before we get into it, make sure to follow us on Twitter at PYW Podcast, Instagram at The PYW Podcast, and YouTube at Play Your Way. All right, let's get into it. So one of the first things that I thought about, and I'm sure a lot of people thought think about when they think of retro gaming and, you know, specifically is what is the cutoff point? What can and cannot be considered retro? And I figured we'd start there so that we're kind of on a clean slate. And funny enough, um, we talked about it a bit off air and, well, it's not as black and white as everyone would like it for it to be. But yeah. what, are your, what are your thoughts on what can and cannot be considered retro? Dude, it's such a tough question, you know, like I'm like, I, I spent a few minutes trying to figure it out and I was like debating like consoles really like, like what consoles do I consider retro and like Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, stuff like that. I consider retro, but like yeah. DS isn't retro uh, and like GameCube is retro, but like, but like Wii isn't retro, but like some people I think would consider it at this point, you know, yeah. um, I don't really have a firm answer, you know, on what, like what the cutoff point is, you know, it's kind of just something like, like I know it, like I know it when I feel it sort of a situation. I know it's kind of a cop out to say that Uh, it's just tough to kind of think of like a definitive timeline of like, yes, at this point, a game is officially considered retro now. Yeah, and I mean, I, I'm not going to lie, like, I, I have it all figured out because I'm I'm in the same boat because, you know, genuinely speaking, people usually say the 20-year mark, 20 years or older, mm-hmm. yes, then it can be considered retro, and if we had to put a number on it, sure, I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with saying the 20-year mark, but... That means you got to take the GameCube out of the picture, Game Boy Advance out of the picture. Right. And that just feels wrong, you know, to me, you know, <laughs> PlayStation two out of the picture. Um, and yeah, it, it just doesn't, I mean, yeah, it just, it just doesn't. It's pure subjective, it just, it just, you know, it's subject. There's a level of subjectivity there because yeah, I, w- I would say, I would say for sure. GameCube is definitely retro PlayStation two original Xbox. <laughs> right. They feel retro. I mean, even I would even consider the DS retro. I mean, to me, that's. I mean, I was thinking about it too when you said like the Wii and stuff. It's it's hard to tell. I mean, the Wii didn't even have HDMI. To me, <laughs> that was, feels retro. <laughs> that, that they have component cables. I remember that. I mean, the 360 uh, was yeah. component cables at first too. They had like mm-hmm. HD. They had like an HD plugin for it. Um, yeah. and I think, I think it also did come with HDMI, but it didn't ship with HDMI cord. It, it shipped with component cables, right? you know, which is, which is funny, but yeah, I mean, it's all just subjective, you know? Um, I don't think there really is a firm, like definitive answer on this one. Sure. And, and for the sake of the episode, I'll probably draw my line and it's weird to draw my line with this one all because right. there's others next to it. I'm going to draw my line with we okay. and older. Not yet. Uh, Maybe give me a few years and I'll consider 360 and PlayStation 3 retro, but I'm not ready to consider those retro yet. Right. But it's weird because I definitely don't feel comfortable saying they're modern. So, but if I had to draw the line, we 
backwards. I know, like, like I, I said initially when we started thinking about this, I was like, two console generations. Like, if something is yep. two console generations old, then it's retro. But then, like, that's P, that's PS3, that's Xbox. And I'm like, that's old. Huh. No, Xbox 360. Yeah. I'm like, that's old. But it doesn't feel retro to me. So like even then, like that doesn't that doesn't work for me either. It, it's so odd, you know, to try to yeah. you know to try to think about and try to form like that firm spot, you know. Well, and and let's move on to the next question now. And this should, should be a fun one because I don't think we've like officially done this, right? Um, but in choosing our favorite, starting with our favorite retro console and favorite modern console, let's go with the retro console first, and that'll maybe help give a, maybe a picture of where we stand. But <laughs> uh, w- what would you say your favorite retro console is? Favorite retro console, probably the Nintendo sixty four. I would say. Um, uh, yeah. something I spent a lot of time with when I was a kid, uh, a lot of fond memories of that. Didn't have the most games, but spent a lot of time just playing that and having an absolute blast with it. So probably that, but like the original Xbox is a very, very close second, I would say. Mm-hmm. True, true, true. So for me, and it, it's so funny saying this cause I didn't grow up with this console, but the Nintendo GameCube, man. Yeah. Easy, <laughs> easy, easy, easy. Uh, the library on that console is phenomenal. Love the look. It takes me back to the days where I played the Game Boy Advance. And, and I mentioned it on, you know, the YouTube video that we have out of, you know, how I feel like the, the GameCube is nostalgic for me, even though I never owned one. And part of my reasoning I said that for is because, well, the Game Boy Advance is actually really heavily tied to that console. And, well, I was I was deep and immersed into the Game Boy Advance back in the day. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to have to go with the GameCube. Yeah, no, I mean, 100%. That, that makes sense to me. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not too surprised about that. <laughs> now, let's transition. What would you say your, your favorite modern console is? And I'm curious at this one. My favorite modern console... Um... I still consider 360 not met, not a retro, so I'm gonna say the okay. Xbox 360 is my favorite. Um, there you go. I would imagine that is the console that I have spent like that is the console I probably spent the most amount of time with in my life to this date. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, that makes sense there then. So it's an easy one for me. Um, of course, I'm the Nintendo guy, but the the Switch man and. In a lot of ways, it does remind me of the GameCube's library, and I think that's why. Is Of course, you know, a console can be great in what it is, and the Switch is phenomenal. Portable and home console, two-in-one, that, that's a fantastic idea alone. But the, the library, and it's funny because I got the Switch t- 2018, and in that first two to maybe even three years, um, towards the end of 2018, there wasn't really anything on the console. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember, but... I remember watching tons of videos, and gosh, I watched probably 50 videos, and they all had the same top 10s, top 5s, what you should get, what you shouldn't. Like, there was nothing on there. But, of course, as with time goes on, consoles grow, and the Switch has grown exponentially when when it comes to just games being on there. And it's the whole package for me. I got to go with the Switch. No, yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, no, back to especially like when you talk about the games, that's that's kind of funny because like a lot of people harp like hark on the current gen of consoles mm-hmm. right now for their games, and yep. like Switch eventually got it going, but it also kind of launched with better games than what like yeah. the current ones launched with too. Uh, so it's kind of funny to compare that sort of stuff. But yeah, I remember the games were just 
it was so other than breath of the wild there was like really nothing out there at the time mm-hmm. it was uh and, and kudos to them and that's probably what their foundation of success was breath of the wild and mario odyssey having those and of course uh, mario kart 8 right. deluxe um having those three i mean those those were probably the, the go-to games everyone bought because when i bought my switch to 2018 it was mario kart 8 and breath of the wild and i later on picked up mario odyssey so yeah that's for sure mm-hmm yeah, no, hundred percent. So now let's move on to our favorite games. So, what would you consider your favorite retro game to be? And uh, <laughs> let's see, let's see. You want to guess? It's out of two, um, obviously yeah. that we've talked about. Um, you've talked about heavily on this episode, uh, podcast. Fire Emblem Thracia seven seven six. No, it's Shadow the Hedgehog. No, it's actually. Uh... Genealogy? It's actually genealogy, yeah. Genealogy. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I I go back and forth between those two. Um yeah. but I, genealogy typically wins out still as my favorite one of those two. And hmm. and retro game wise, uh yeah, they probably top the list, I would say. Interesting. So for me, I'm I'm gonna just, you know, my my easy go to is the trip down memory lane with Pokemon Emerald. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, with the memories that I've had with that and, and thankfully being able to play that again, having played that again in 2020, um, the end of 2020, it was a good time as well. And yeah, I love Gen 3, love Gen 3, Pokemon Emerald, easy retro game go-to. Yeah, not classic, Gen 3, uh, the best gen. Everybody knows that. Hey, you didn't hear from me, folks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, flip side, I, I'm actually kind of, uh, actually, I think I already know your answer. Favorite modern game. Favorite modern game. I mean, okay, yeah, go ahead. You know my answer. Let's, <laughs> Persona Five Royal. Royal. Yeah, Royal. Yeah. Obviously. No, I mean, yeah, that game. Nothing has come along to beat it yet. Um, yeah. I don't know, it Persona Five won me over off the opening uh, off the opening intro to that game, and then Persona Five Royal came out and made Persona Five even better. And uh, yeah, nothing has come along to top those games yet. I think they're just in- absolutely incredible, and I love them. That's a, a bit of a side topic. I, other than, like I say, a Persona 6, what what franchise, what game do you think has the potential of possibly ever, not? and, and of course it would be a future game, maybe future installment, the potential of knocking Persona 5 Royal off the table? Ooh, that's a tough one. Like So, like, not a Persona 6? Um, yeah, not over because that's an easy cop out. <laughs> that's funny. I I don't think it'll ever be a Fire Emblem. I like Fire Emblem, but I don't think they're really. I, they're not. They're not as good as Persona. I love them. I love Fire yeah. Emblem so much, but they're just not Persona good. You yeah. know, um, you know, it's funny because like Thirteen Sentinels, another Atlas game. Mm-hmm. That game's like my second game, and like that game did really, really good and came fairly close to Persona Five Royal, but it just wasn't enough to 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 edge it out uh it could be another atlas ip of some kind okay you know maybe like when re fantasy comes out it that just could be phenomenal um i'm running through like the metroid series right now there could be something there that that might do it for me maybe once i you know like i play it again and i get a modern feel for it like how i feel it in like a modern day maybe it's like something like one of the prime games i haven't even played yet Uh. you know that could do something for me um, but yeah, I mean, if your best bet is probably to wait for Persona Six, but you know, yeah. if not, if not, maybe something else that Atlas puts out might uh might top Persona Five for me. Very, very interesting. Well, 
I can't say too much because my favorite modern game is hands down Persona 4 Golden. Okay. And um, and, and that's that's a fairly easy one for me to choose, to be honest with you. Again, I've, I've said it before. If a game a month, two months, a year, two, three, four, five years later has me thinking about it, wanting to play it again. Yeah. Keep in mind, this game is a long game, 70, 80 hour game. And, and, and I want to go back to it willingly by choice. That's a good game that I like. And, and that's the only game that has ever done done that. Like, you know, uh, Pokemon is my favorite franchise. But even the games like Sword and Shield, I, I've sunk. I, I actually checked my Switch the other day. I, I've sunk like 40 to 50 hours into that game, which I was kind of surprised about. Even something like that that I really did enjoy, favorite franchise, did not top Persona 4 Golden. The emotions, the the soundtrack, the characters, the story, the season of life that I was even in. Right. I remember that vividly. It, it was a, it was a transition period for me from from living with parents to becoming an adult and getting a full time job, graduating from college, getting you know living on my own. And, and and there was a lot of you know a lot of you know uh deep philosophical um you know values and metaphors and takeaways you know that persona provides persona 4 golden hands down mm. it's funny you mentioned like wanting to actually go back and play it because you know i'm not quite like you are where like you play a yeah. game once and you're done i'm willing to go back to a game at some point right but to like the level that persona 5 and persona 4 mm. golden had me replaying them was was unheard of for me i don't know if i've ever told this story on on here i know i talked about it briefly on good bad the backlog mm-hmm. when i went on there but like i beat persona 5 and i immediately jumped in persona 4 golden and mm-hmm. when i beat that i immediately jumped back into persona 5 to beat that again and then when i beat it again i immediately jumped into persona 4 golden again to beat it again uh, yeah because yeah, one i'm i'm insane i, I do stuff like that <laughs> but but like i don't like it has to be a, a very special game to make me want to immediately jump into a sequel and then jump back to the original one and then immediately jump into the sequel. Or I guess the previous game line when it comes to this situation. Right. But yeah, like those games were just that incredible. You know, like they they make you want to play them again. It makes me want to immediately experience more and then experience it again. Uh, it's, it's a really unique thing. Uh, but I kind of right. want to ask you the same question. Um, what do you think it would take to top Persona 4 Golden for you? Mm. And, and I'm not going to say another Persona game, so that's off the table. Right. That's tough. And and kind of similar to your answer, I, I think another Atlas game has the potential now. Mm. And what comes to mind when I say that is Catherine. Right. I loved Catherine. I still love Catherine. And and that's another one I would go back to and play the full body version, the, the definitive version. Ooh. Um and I th- I think well, well, no, no, yeah. And and the reason why I think we're picking Persona, you know, as as to say post my favorite franchise Pokemon is because the story, right? Right. It, Persona is so deep, it gives you that deep connection with it that makes it hard to, t- to to knock it off like when you have such a deep impact mm-hmm. emotionally and it goes so deep like you, you it's hard for like a pokemon game that's very surface level to knock something that deep off so with that being said it, it would have to be another deep story driven game probably from atlas yeah yeah, uh, yeah uh, hot, hot take atlas makes good games 
Yeah, right. Well, and, and as for as much as, as um, you joke around and say, you know, play Shadow and, and play this game and play this game and you should do this and play mm-hmm. this. And as much as I joke around saying you, you joke around with those so much, right. it, there's some truth to that. I am very thankful you put me onto Persona. I am very thankful you talk about Fire Emblem a lot and put me onto Fire Emblem. Those are great games. And especially since we're talking about Persona, I mean, you're to thank for that. I mean, sure, I might have stumbled upon these eventually, you know, if you wouldn't have mentioned them or if I hadn't known you, sure. Mm -hmm. But you were a big proponent in, in, in swaying me to do that. Again, Back when Persona 5 was still out, but I, um, you know, I had PlayStation Vita and I was really into the Vita at the time. And so I was like, you know what, let's start with Persona 4 Golden. And so I did. But yeah, you, you know, you swayed me to it. And hey, it's it's my all time favorite game and I don't know what will top it. So thank you. Yeah, it, absolutely. My pleasure. I mean, look, games are fun. Games are meant to be enjoyed. Yeah. If I <laughs> if I played a game that I that I enjoy and I think someone else will also enjoy, right. yeah, I'm more than happy to 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 point them in that direction, you know? Like we'll get yeah. you on Shadow someday. Like, you know, it'll yeah. it'll it'll happen. We don't got to worry about it. Uh but yeah, no, I mean, the world will end. <laughs> but I mean, look, yeah, it's just it's a simple thing. Games are fun. Games yeah. are meant to be enjoyed. Uh, if I know something that I think someone else will enjoy, I, it, it's kind of an obligation for me to yeah. <laughs> at least point them in that general direction. For sure. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, as I grow into playing these different games, I'm able to to find out ones that really stick out and have an impact on me and, and recommend those, too. I mean, I don't I don't usually recommend games or, 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 you know, you know, encourage people to play games. But there's been there's been a few like Astral Chain that I mentioned yeah. that I, I do encourage people to play. Of course, Persona, that is one that I, I don't tell people you should play, but you should definitely play. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, um, games are meant to be enjoyed. And if you have a great recommended and this is the thing to keep in mind and for everyone listening to you you never want to be the friend who it doesn't read the room or or, or is aware mm-hmm. and what i mean by that is if if someone hates rpgs hates right. story games they only like platformers but you're really into them keep that in mind right you don't right. you don't want to recommend something you know they don't like just for the sake because you really do love it don't be clouded by that recommend games but you know be aware yeah i i know that you love games with with black and edgy hedgehogs that shoot guns <laughs> and so yeah yeah i i recommend shadow you to you you know hey well, well you know i do like short games and if there is one benefit of shadow it's it is a very short, short game oh uh, i guess another question i kind of just thought of though yeah um we talked about what it would take to replace our favorite modern game do you like what do you think could replace pokemon mm. emerald as your favorite retro game I think that's an even better question because I think there's a game out there that is on the table that could actually replace it. And not that I have one in mind specifically, but but I'm saying like as opposed to like a modern game, sure, there's modern games I haven't played, but you kind of have to think forward into like, you know, a game that doesn't exist that that might have the potential to knock that off. But when, when it comes to retro games, that means there's potentially a game that's already out there that can knock that off. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's... That's tough. I I want an answer, and, I, and if I don't have one on this episode, I want to actually have that answered and maybe say it on the next episode or anything because that's something I, w- I want to have answered for myself right. because I know there, there's got to be an answer for it, right? There's got to be a franchise yeah. out there, and I don't, I'm not going to say another Pokemon game that I haven't played or anything, but um, that's tough. That's tough. That's tough. I don't have an answer now, but I'm going to. I, I, that You made me think. Yeah. I like that question. 
I mean, for me, like I, I mentioned it, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm eyeing, I'm eyeing like Super Metroid, like Metroid Fusion, maybe some of the Prime mm-hmm. games. Like, I, I played and beat Fusion a ton of times when I was a kid, but I haven't played it yep. in a really long time. So maybe when I get, you know, maybe like when I get my hands back on that again, I might remember how you know phenomenal it is, and and it could take the place of genealogy. So yeah, I'm kind of, I've kind of got an eye on the Metroid series right now and seeing. Yeah. Uh, if they can take that over and who knows, maybe even when I get some free time, I might roll back around to some of the games I loved when I was a kid and, and give those another shot. For sure. Um, so <laughs> this is kind of a cop out, but it's also my genuine answer. I think I have one. Okay. <laughs> Persona three Fez potentially, potentially that is not a bad choice. Um, again, like uh, we've talked about it a ton and, and yeah. I think you had an idea of what some of my gripes are with that game, but all in all, mm-hmm. I still think it's a good game. Like, despite like yeah. anything that I say about it, you know, it's all, it's all, I, I just think it's good and they definitely get why people enjoy that game. So yeah, there's a very good chance. I think it could do that for you. It, it would have to be something like that, right? Cause again, you're, you're pitting up a persona game that, that is deep and I have experience with it as an adult with something that is nostalgic, right? right. For Pokemon Emerald. The, the, the reason why it's at the top is, is, 90 percent because of the nostalgic yeah i mm-hmm. love gen 3 i think it still is a good pokemon game but the nostalgia so 100%. it would have to take something something deep something and special the only yeah. thing yeah something special and that's the only thing i can think of persona 3 fest that's fair all right so let's move on closer to the end of our episode here we, we, you know retro games are great modern games are great before we even dive you know, dive into like what our maybe biggest gripes with retro games are. What would you say your percentage of playing modern games and playing retro games? Like, what do you spend the most time with? You think? I definitely spend the most time with modern games. I would say, like, okay. like, like when I when I'm take like when I just need some time to like relax, I'm pulling yep. up a modern game more often than not to play it. You know, like, you know, what's mm. on Game Pass? What do I have like on my yep. Switch or like on my on my Xbox One or PS4? Something kind of like that, you know. Um, yeah. That's typically where I go. If I had to put like a percentage of like a of like the split, it's maybe something like seventy five percent modern. Um, yeah. I mean, the majority of the retro games that I play, um, like I'm I'm just kind of running through series that I'm that I'm interested in, like Fire Emblem like yep. metroid now so yeah like i just don't i don't play a whole ton of them you know well well i you know just looking at this year i would say it's probably like 90 percent retro and 10 percent modern this year alone for for games com- for games completed no, yes completed yeah but for sure yeah but for games like just for like playing games spending time on games yeah it, it definitely is the modern game that has the advantage sure uh, and and it's funny to me because because I and the reason why I like this this topic is because I'm I've been on both sides within a year right last year I was going through my backlog and my backlog consisted of ninety five percent retro games so last year ninety five percent I was playing retro games and like five percent right. modern games this year the the beginning half like the first seven games um, I would say where where a lot of them were retro but even just this year alone it's 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 now modern it it, modern has taken over because i was playing all those retro games and i was really eager to get to the switch and so now it's like a 90 percent modern 10 percent retro for this year but um and now you know with the backlog now with my switch you know kick 
dwindling in my backlog finish. I'm curious to see maybe the later half of this year or especially next year to see where my percentages lay out because that's really who we'll be able to tell then. Yeah, I think so too. It should be really interesting to like once we get to the end of the year, just kind of evaluate all this and see yep. what it looks like. That should be fun. That, that that'll be great, and, and especially I love that these consoles. Especially I know with the Sony, I know you were trying to do that. Um, the end of last year, having your you know year in recap of the games you played and the hours. I know the Switch mm-hmm. did do that, but I, I missed out on that one. But yeah, I'm glad that they give you kind of a snapshot of what you played, how many hours, these different platforms. Yeah, it's super cool, and everyone loves to see like like that stuff they maybe don't like how much time like seeing how much time they've sank into <laughs> yeah. this stuff but it's still really yeah. cool to see that breakdown for sure so speaking of retro games unfortunately there are some cons to them mm-hmm. and there's some gripes we we both have we, we we do right i'll start with you though what are your biggest gripes when it comes to retro games and we can talk a little bit about modern games too but but retro games specifically um i just difficulty in general uh i mean the the metroid video is out now and you can and you can see it and i talk about it a ton in that video but when i played through Mm -hmm. the original metroid for the nes that game was just needlessly difficult you know for in my opinion for the sake of padding the length of that game out um there was just a lot of stuff that didn't need to to be in it and and like i also couldn't tell like if some of it was like like difficult because that was the technical limitation or difficult because the devs were just, were just legitimately cruel and they wanted people to suffer as they played the game. Um, but yeah, like difficulty, like, N- like Nintendo hard is a, is a thing for a reason, you know, <laughs> like these older games that are really difficult and, and, and that probably didn't have to be as difficult as they were, but they still were anyways. And yeah, I think that's probably my biggest gripe just off the rip. Yeah. I, and, and honestly, that's my biggest one. You know, grinding comes to mind. Yeah. Level design comes to mind. Sometimes even controls come to mind, especially with the GameCube. As much as I love the GameCube, the controls can be wacky. Camera control specifically, good grief. So, yeah, I, I'm with that. And I played a fair share of the retro games to know that some I couldn't finish. Of course, I went back to them. But some I, I straight out was like, this is too difficult. And this is this is inconvenient to where it's not even enjoyable. We're going to move on. So, definitely. I, I think a thing that that can hinder retro games and and i i think i touched on this briefly in the metroid video also is just like like it's impossible not to do this you're going to have like you're going to be playing the retro game but like the thinking like that you've developed playing modern games is just going to naturally show up so you'll do something in a retro game expecting it to be consistent with how it was designed in a modern game and it will not be the case you know like Mm. like controls for example you were talking about like what is what is a good control for a retro game is typically not a good control for a modern game and and that mindset can kind of bleed into when playing each other or you're playing the other one so yeah that's another issue that can kind of just like pop up kind of like preconceived notions in a sort of a way Sure. Well, and one of the things that I appreciate about modern games, and and it'll be a play on this topic, is modern games that remake older games, right? So you got remasters, you got, you know, remakes, and, you know, they they see the flaws. Mm -hmm. And nine times out of ten, they have the quality of life improvements that prove fantastic and 
tend to be the okay you know and, and now it does get interesting too when they do remake a game and completely change the aesthetic to where people might prefer um an older one and, and what comes to mind with that is superstar saga specifically like i actually this is the first time ever and i don't know if i can relate it to any other game that's the first time where i actually prefer the look of the original compared to the remake um, and right. I know a lot of people do, but there's quality of life improvement. So that's always a good thing. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, your quality of life improvements in general are just, are, they're just welcome. Like, yeah. like for example, you know, like I'll play like some of my old Fire Emblem games, you know, those retro mm-hmm. games there. And a lot of times people will just have made quality of life improvement patches to those games. So if you're emulating them, you can just kind of, add that in and it just makes the game play a little better and yeah that's always nice just having those those new quality of life uh features added into to these older games sometimes for sure now you know the last gripe that i have and yeah yeah i'll, I'll say it's a gripe mm-hmm. with retro games specifically is the prices right that's kind mm-hmm. of the elephant in the room um, on one hand, right, you know, we're, I think we're in, in a video game boom to where it's 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 popular. Video gaming is popular. Video gaming is accepted. It's not like the nerd in the corner who plays. You right. know, that's the only person who plays video. It's and, and with that, a lot of these older games, a lot of these retro games are the, the prices are astronomical because the demand is yeah, pretty great. 100%. And, 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 and that's good. But the prices are not, you know, they outrageous like, you know. I really want Fire Emblem Path of Radiance. I don't really want to spend three hundred dollars for Fire, you know, Path of Radiance. Yeah, both are fair. You it's know? tough. Yeah, you know, it's tough. Yeah, it, it's fair to want it and uh, not want to pay that much money for it. You know, like the prices on these things are absurd, and there are ways to fix this. You know, yeah, but sure. you know, those 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 moves have not been made yet. So all you can do is, if you want to play it, is either emulate it or buy it physically at a price that is way above what the asking price was when it came out initially you know right yeah definitely and you know can can i expect nintendo or or playstation to put every single you know ip that they've created on a virtual console for my convenience yes no my convenience yeah yeah exactly for me (laughs) it would be great that'd be great but i think it's a little out of expectation and out of reality but yeah, I think we we've seen that, right? A remake comes along and well, the the original kind of, you know, drops back down in price and that's a good thing if you want to get the original. But yeah, it's it's um it's it's a scary thing. And and it kind of ties into, you know, preservation of these older games at the same time, you yep. know. Um some are preserved and some aren't. And I've always yeah. approached it with this mindset of of like regardless of what the game is, if you believe in games preservation you should be happy when any game is getting preserved you know it it, to me it's not something where you can kind of like pick and choose when it applies i think it always applies uh to whatever the game is um and yeah like i said a lot of these just aren't being preserved like you would like them to see and there are ways to do it but obviously it costs the companies money to uh you know to come up with these ideas to create these ideas uh so yeah, I guess the question is always, you know, how do you go about doing that? And, you know, there hasn't really been a definitive answer for that yet. Right. And well, shout out to Microsoft who excels at this because of backwards compatibility. Right. Why 
Sony has not done this and actually has steered away from this idea mm-hmm. is interesting. Sure, yeah, backwards compatible with the PS4 for the PS5, but what about the 3? What about the 2? Yeah. What about the 1? Right. Sure, yeah, you have virtual console, but those don't last forever and you can't, and that, you know, they're not going to put every single IP onto a virtual console. Now, of course, Nintendo is, is, is a bit harder because there's so many different cartridges, there's right. so many different discs, it, it, you know, it's hard to do that, but shout out to Microsoft because man, it get the series x and it's a one-stop shop play any xbox game you want there it is yeah 100 percent. no i it, i think it's great uh it's a bigger reason than you know, i'm a fan of what they do you know because they yeah they put in that effort to kind of keep these older games uh relevant and you know that's what people like to see uh i, I like the virtual console as an idea and i think that mm. should kind of be the norm you know having these games yeah. out there you can buy them digitally for like you know five to ten dollars whatever you know uh, the, the the biggest issue I have with it is that it's it's locked to older consoles, you know. For some reason, it just hasn't been brought forward to what the modern, uh, that is true. You know what the modern console is, and yeah, I don't know. And I mean, PlayStation. I mean, we've heard their story before. You know, they yeah. They, why why would people want to play an older game that looks like this? You know, and it's like yeah. well, they get entertainment out of those games, but I mean. I have faith that eventually they'll come around and they'll see, you know, the importance of these kind of matters and, and we can just kind of proceed from there. Sure. Yep. And it is all for the better of the good, because again, people like games, people enjoy games. So those games should be available Mm -hmm. to us. Um, But again, I'll say it again as gamers, let's keep our expectation and entitlement in check. Yeah. But nonetheless, uh, you know, retro gaming is a great thing and modern gaming is a good thing. And I know the the title is versus, right? But they can't be pitted against each other, right? We wouldn't have these modern games if it wasn't for the foundation of the retro games. And to say these retro games are not good, sure, there's subjectivity there, but a lot of people do find them good. And there's there's yeah. some that I think you might be surprised. You there actually are good. <laughs> they hold up. Hundred percent. Yeah, there, there's absolute merit in both. There's absolute value in both. Uh, if you enjoy one over the other, that's fine. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. But yeah, I mean, like it's all, like it's all for the betterment of the experience, in my opinion. You know, having having them all like this, for sure, absolutely. Well, we'll end that there on a great note. Um, what is your percentage, listener? Do you play modern games more? Do you play retro games more? Let us know. Thank you for listening to this episode 33 of Retro Gaming versus Modern Gaming. Follow us on the socials to keep updated, and we'll see you on the next one. See ya.